Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Reggie Rogers. See, Reggie Rogers is an author and internet column entitled Rev Reggie's Recess, which appeared in the Gospel EUR and Monasterio. He released his first book and CD titled Playa to Praya in 2000, which also received the endorsement of the GMWA. He has appeared as a guest on TCT Network, I'm Just Saying, The Word Network on Heavenly Scent, TV 57 in Atlanta on Atlanta Live, The Mother Love Show and Tamron Hall Show, and other local cable and national radio programming as well. He was also featured in Encore Magazine. His message is now expanded into contemporary mainstream consciousness. His focus is on expanded conscience dating from a male's perspective. Welcome to the podcast, Reggie. Hey, what's up, Regeline? I almost had to think if you were talking about me. You were saying all that. I'm like, who is she talking about? Can't be talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> of course you, because you're absolutely amazing. And I'm, I'm truly honored to have you on the show. Well, I am so honest. It's my, my um, honor to be here with sharing with you. When you asked me, I felt like it was an honor to accept the invite, you know, to be on your show. Walk with me. What a name, you know. So I'm, I'm excited, you know, because we're, we're going to walk this thing out together, you know. Amen. I love it. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from? Well, I, I currently reside in the city of Las Vegas uh, in the state of Nevada, but I'm, I moved here. I'm from Philadelphia, which is known as the city of brotherly love. And if you're from Philly, you know it as the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. So, you know, I've got the East Coast, West Coast, making those two things merge together. So I bring a little bit of the East Coast flavor. Now I got the West Coast flavor. We make it work. Um, so, um, but as you said, you know, I put my first book out in 2000 when I actually lived on the East Coast. My first book did really, really well. I think people were inundated and excited about the title of the book, which was called Player to Prayer. You said it so well, but you know, people were became curious. What does player to prayer mean? What was the key essence of it? You know, what was the premise of it? Uh, and and so from there, you know, I rode that wave. Did a lot of television, as you stated as well. But now I have a new book out, and it's called. Well, it's not really a new. It's my latest book. How about I say that? Because I, I just recently finished a new book that I'm going to put out for Valentine's. But my 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 more recent book is now. It's called Love at First Spirit. Uh, Love at First Spirit is all about dealing with the dynamics of dating and getting people to a place of understanding how to see through someone to really get to someone. Um, a lot of times we get the, we get confused with the dynamics of lust at first sight, love at first sight. Well, I want to introduce a new dynamic, um, which goes beyond both of those. It's deeper. It takes you to an expanded perspective, deeper view. Um, and it's called Love at First Spirit. So my current role, and I've been operating in this role uh, for a while now, is a relationship coach. I graduated from being a singles empowerment coach. So now I'm in the relationship coaching realm. Um, but I still, I, I still do singles empowerment coaching because I love to speak and empower, enlighten, inform, and um, entertain, if you would, as well, uh, singles. So, you know, that's what I'm doing now. I love it. Can you tell us more about your dating principles? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I just was on a call this morning with a relationship coach, a very good friend of mine. She's a relationship coach. She's got a new book coming out. And I was telling her, I said, you know, 
what makes a great relationship coach a great relationship coach is the fact that you understand your niche. You have to, if you don't understand your niche, create your niche. Get to that place where you have a niche so that you're not just talking about love and you're not just talking about dating. People want to go deeper. They want to plunge deeper. So my niche market is really, I give you dating from an expanded conscious perspective. When I say an expanded conscious perspective, um, I'm simply saying that I don't want you to focus on what's missing. That's the problem. We're going we're gonna to go beyond the subterfuge of the problem so that we can start looking at what are my promises? Are there promises? And if so, what are they? So we don't just focus on what's missing. We want to focus on what we intend to create. So there has to be this attention shifting. That's what I call an attention shifter. We, we shift your attention so that we understand the intention behind the attention. Because wherever the attention goes, that's where the energy flows. So we get them to this level of understanding that you can create and you can become a manifester. But we have to be clear on what is it that you want? Because I'm a firm believer that you can have what you want, you can do what you want, and you can be what you want. But what is it that you want? And when you ask most people what do they want, they can't give you a clear and concise answer. So now we have to unclutter some of that junk so that we can get you beyond focusing on what's missing. What's missing oftentimes for many is, I don't have a boyfriend. That's what you concentrate. I don't have a girlfriend. That's what they concentrate on. I don't have a husband. I don't have a, I don't have a fiance, blah, 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 blah. We got to get past what you don't have so that we can start to unfold what you intend to create. And so it's all about now getting to that place of what do you want to create? You become the manifester because I tell people this all the time. And if you catch this, this is really the jewel of relationships. The journey to love is never about finding the one. And people are like, what? No, the journey to love is not about finding the one. The journey to love is about becoming the one. So when you become it, it can come to you. Law of attraction. So you have to be clear on what it is that you want. Most people are not clear. That's right. I agree. Solutions truly matter. Now, can you tell us more about your relationship and life principles? My personal relationship in terms of just overall my overall relationships well you know I, I i got to this place of understanding that the greatest relationship that i could ever have is with myself once i once i understood the, the relationship of having that relationship with c reggie rogers because the basis of all relationships is self that's the basis of all relationships because if you can get along with you, you can get along with someone else. In fact, the only person that you will ever have control over in any relationship is you. You cannot make somebody be something, do something. The only person that you'll ever have any control in any relationship is yourself. Women in particular always go into relationships because women are nurturers by nature. They always go into relationships saying, I'll change him. You can't change anyone. You right. can't change anyone. If a per and especially if a person does not want to be changed, you cannot change that person. So 
You have to focus on that relationship with yourself. Develop a relationship with you. When you can love you, then you're ready to love someone else. So my relationship, that, as you explained, uh, as you asked me about, I had to get to this point of having this relationship with me. And to be honest with you, Regaline, I love being me. I love me some C. Reggie Rogers. I'm just, and I'm not saying that from a cocky position. I'm not saying that from an arrogance position. I'm not saying that from being conceited. I'm saying it from a, a place of being confident in, you know, who I am and what I've been created to be and what I want. So I love me some C. Reggie Rogers. So if I love me that much, I have to be very particular about who I let into my space. So my mantra is my next move better be my best move. If it's not my best move, it certainly won't be my next move. That's right. That's very powerful. Now, Reggie, what has given you the most joy and fulfillment in your life? Joy, uh, I think being able to understand that I am scratching, I'm scratching the surface of my destiny. You know, like when you feel like, you know, I'm, I'm on to something here. You know, I really, I'm, I'm on to something. You know what I mean? And, and I'm loving what I'm on to because it's like, it's like somebody's preparing a dinner and you can smell it. And just the anticipation and the expectation of what it's going to taste like because it smells so good, you know? So I'm on to something. I can smell it. There's this anticipation with expectation. And, you know, they always say, I've, I've always heard as I was coming up, that ex expectation becomes a breeding ground for the miracle, right? So when you, when you expect it, you're halfway there. The miracle is already in motion and is manifesting. So the expectation becomes a breeding ground for the miracle to manifest. I'm, I, I'm so happy about scratching that surface with that surface with expectation and anticipation, you know? And so I think that's the thing that gets me up every morning because I realize that every day I'm scratching the surface. Now I may be scratching the surface from now until my last walk on this earth, but that's a beautiful thing. You know why? because it keeps me humble. Doesn't matter how much success that I garner, doesn't matter how much recognition that I garner, how much notoriety that I receive, I will always still say I'm scratching the surface because I don't think that anybody can ever say that they will ever arrive. We never ever arrive. We are always in the process or in motion to becoming because we're always evolving always evolving so we're always in that state of becoming and and what i am today i may not be next week because i'm always evolving i'm always in that state of becoming you know what i am this year i wasn't last year i'm always evolving because i'm always in that state of becoming so that's my joy when i know that i'm scratching the surface of my destiny that's right growth truly is the beauty of life now, how did you make the decision to choose the vocation you did, Reggie? Wow, good question. Um, when I put my book out in 2000, I was on the surf. I was on the circuit, so I was do I was on the road a lot. I became a featured speaker in a lot of uh, seminars, and particularly for men, I was always you know one of the featured speaker talking to men, and so I was on the road a lot, doing a lot. And in my marriage. Um, I thought being a man was all about being a great provider. Didn't matter anything else. As long as, you know, we had the, the, the things, the stuff and being a great provider, everything else would take care of itself. 
but I quickly discovered that my wife, our ex-wife now, I should say, would have rather had my presence, my P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, than my presence, my P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. We had the, she had the presence, she had the stuff, but she didn't have me because I wasn't there. I wasn't present. So, you know, when I, when I came home from being off the road one day, I spoke on a, I was, I had spoke on a Sunday in Arizona. I'm home Monday. And that Monday, my ex-wife says, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Now, mind you, we didn't, we didn't argue. We didn't fuss. We didn't have probably can count on one time on one hand, how many times we had a disagreement. But when she said she didn't want to do it anymore, she threw me for a loop. Like, you don't want to do what? I don't want to be married anymore. I said, quit playing. <laughs> you know, like, you're joking. Quit playing. She said, no, I'm serious. I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. I want, I want to go back and get my old life. You know, I feel like everything is revolved and wrapped around you. And I, I want to go back and grab my, my old life. Well, I, you know, my equilibrium was, of course, thrown off at that point because it wasn't something that I expected. So we went, we, we went through because of her. She was really adamant she wanted a divorce. And so we end up separating and then divorcing. But as we separated, when we, when we um, you know, went our separate ways, I asked myself three questions. These three questions I'll never forget. I asked myself, what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? And what won't I do moving forward? What did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? What won't I do moving forward? I journaled all of those questions and my answers. I journaled. I just kept journaling. I kept writing. I kept writing. But after I finished journaling and writing, you know, this was over months, months and months, I realized, oh, I got enough material here for a book. So I want to go into this, this space of dating. But in order to go into the space of dating, I need, to de- I need to detect and discover what's already out there. What are people saying? What's, you know, what, what, what's being taught? How are people empowering other people? Well, I read all the books that was on the market on dating and relationships, and then I discovered that, wow, women typically empower women. They are not getting it from a conscious male's perspective. I want to be the voice for women so they can get it from a conscious male's perspective. And uh, so, you know, I started writing uh, for women. I wanted to be the voice for women because women ask two questions. They want to know two things. They, they, you always hear women say, he doesn't talk. He doesn't communicate. Men don't communicate like women. Women are emotional beings. So women are, because they're emotional, they don't mind speaking. So women are emotionally driven. Men are ego driven. Because our ego, we don't speak or we don't talk. You guys will talk with no problem because your emotions come out, right? So women always, you always hear, he doesn't talk to me. And so he doesn't tell me what's going on in his mind. So I don't know what's going on in his heart. Those are the two things. I don't know what's going on in his mind and I don't know what's going on in his heart. So I was like, okay, let me be the voice to begin to bring some clarity so that women can get some understanding about what is exactly going on in a man's mind and a man's heart. 
I can speak and share it so that there's this understanding. And then, you know, it will help because our, the way that we communicate as men, we communicate through our body language. But a lot of times women don't pick up or understand the body language and how we're speaking through this body language. And so there becomes this misfire and now there's a misnomer and there's this disjointedness. So it creates dysfunctionality. So let me see if I can create a bridge so that we can walk over this and get to this place of there's good communication because communication is tantamount. It's paramount for a relationship. If there's no communication, then our foundation is gonna already be shaken or shook. So I, I begin to get this understanding about communication. Communication comes from this word communion. And in, in a religious sect, when we understand communion, they always say that communion is sacred. We should first examine ourselves if we're going to partake of these elements, right? Right. So, so, so right there, if this word communication comes from this word communion, then I realize communication is sacred. So therefore, you got to watch what words come out of your mouth. Don't say words that you can't pull back down because our words are sacred. Our words have life. Our words have power. Death and life becomes, it's in the power of our tongue. So we got to be careful how we speak to one another. So with this word, then I went a little deeper. The word communion comes from two words, comes from common union. So now here's that bridge that I wanted to build. You guys have to get to this understanding of uh, what is your common union. And now when we find out the common union, let's use that as a launching pad. So once we can launch from there, and we meet there in the middle. That's our common denominator. That's our common union. That's the thing that we both, that both we have, we can, uh, there's some relevancy to, and we can relate to, and it becomes relevant. That's that common denominator. So, you know, I wanted to create that platform to give better communication and women can get the understanding from a, a male's conscious perspective. That's right. Progression and communication truly matter. Now, you mentioned your divorce and what you went through. Can you explain more in depth the experience that you went through and how you overcame it? For the audience that's listening, what are some advice or tips that you could give the audience for overcoming divorce? One of the things that, you know, I think that men in particularly think that it dumbs us down or takes something away from our masculinity if we cry. But I'll be the first to tell you, you can use crying as a cure because once you use crying as a cure cry get it all out let it all come out don't suppress it because if you suppress it it becomes worse so use crying as a cure if you must get it all out scream yell whatever you got to do just make sure you're not suppressing it and get it out now here's another thing that i discovered too uh, and it's, it's a scientific fact. Studies show that if you listen to uh, sad, slow music while you're going through your somber time, that slow music, sad music will elevate you. Now, that seems like an oxymoron. How could sad, slow music elevate me and I'm already going through a sad time? Well, what it does, it regulates you. It gets you to a place because now you can relate with what's being spoken through the song, and it begins to regulate you, and it gets you to a place of, wow, okay, 
I am really not the only one. I can understand. I can relate. And so now it's over a while, it starts to uplift you and build you up, even though it's a sad, slow, slow song or sad song. It gets you to a place of empowerment. So I discovered that. And uh, scientific fact, the studies show, you know, so those are some of the things that you could do. Um, but, you know, take that time to really get to know you and become reacquainted with yourself. You, you can lose a lot, and particularly women do, do this, you lose a lot in relationships, you know, and especially when it's a toxic relationship where there's verbal abuse and both of you are going at each other. You know, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. And if you give enough piece of your mind, now you've lost so much of your mind. When you come out of the relationship, now you got to go find all the pieces that you gave away. So you got to go back, get those pieces back. So, you know, get to know yourself. Re re get reacquainted with yourself. Empower yourself to thine own self. Be true. Love thyself. Know thyself. All of that. Self-empowerment is so important. Amen. I love it. Now, Reggie, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Tell us about it. Because I came from, my background is, I was, you know, I'm a PK. For those that don't know, I'm a pastor's kid. So I came from a starch background where we were pretty disciplined as it relates to our religion and what we believe in our belief system. So I came from a two-parent household Divorce wasn't an option. So I didn't believe in divorce. Um, I didn't get married until I was 35 because I felt like I was old enough, mature enough, wise enough to now handle this marriage at 35. Um, so divorce just was not an option. And even though I may have not have been happy and even though I may have felt like it wasn't the fit for me, I would have stayed in it until death do us part because that's just how I believed. But when she didn't want to remain in the marriage and it was something that she was adamant about not wanting to be in any longer, of course, I had to oblige. And, um, you know, if one person's fighting the other, it's just almost, like, almost as if, you know, you're out there by yourself. So I was beating myself up over the divorce. I was beating myself up. Oh my God, I'm going through a divorce. I'm going to be divorced. Well, I was really beating myself up. But one day in particularly, I was driving down the street and I heard this voice say, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I don't, I don't like divorce, but I love you. I had to sit on that for a minute. Like I heard this still small voice saying, you're right, I don't like divorce, but I love you. And because I love you, I love everything that comes along with you. So I perked up like, well, why am I beating myself up over the divorce? If he still loves me, I'm okay. So that became my aha moment, you know, and then, you know, I just looked up the word divorce, die means two, divorce means ways. So we just end up going two ways. Okay, get over it. Let's move on. And from there, from then on, I just kept it moving. Wow, that is very inspiring. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Okay, first of all, I think you have to de determine what is your purpose. That's, that's the first, you know, all of us from the manufacturer, we've been granted a purpose. 
the manufacturer didn't didn't manufacture us without a purpose. You know, for 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 best results, you have to follow the instructions. The instructions to what, so that you understand what your purpose is. So I think the first first things first is determining what your purpose is, and then once you determine what your purpose is, then you determine what makes you different than someone else who may have the same purpose, what makes yours different? Because a lot of times we, call, we find ourselves mimicking or trying to become and do what others have done and it's not working for us. It's working great for them, but it's not working for us. And the reason it doesn't work for us is because it was never our purpose to do it how they do it. Our purpose was to do it according to our design. So I think that one, when we determine our purpose, then next you have to stay focused in regards to your purpose. There are so many things that can throw your focus off, but my formula is simply this. Stay fixed. That means be fixated on what it is that you know your purpose is. Stay fixed and then stay focused. That means have a laser focus on fulfilling your purpose. So I got to stay fixed, I have to stay focused, and then stay faithful. That means stay true to what it is that you've been designed to do. Staying true to it means this is for you. It's not for somebody else. And it doesn't matter if somebody else doesn't see what you see, because they may never see what you see because it wasn't given to them. And you can't let what somebody else says sway you from becoming what you've been designed to be. So stay fixed, stay focused, and you gotta stay faithful. Stay faithful to the task at hand. Now, if you can do those three things, here's my formula. The fourth then becomes, if I stay fixed, if I stay focused, if I stay faithful, then ultimately I'll be fruitful. Amen. Now you The fruitful is now seeing, reaping the, the benefits of my labor, reaping the work hard, my blood, sweat, and tears, my energy and my labor, I get to reap the benefits. That's right. I love it. Now, you mentioned faith. How important is your relationship with God to you and your faith? My, my, my relationship is extremely important. You know, um, I think in, your bio, in my bio, you read, you know, I have now expanded into an expanded mainstream type of, uh, of consciousness, having that understanding that there's this oneness. And my, my oneness with God is extremely important, being at one and being in peace, having the peace that surpasses all the understanding, you know, um, understanding that he keeps my mind in perfect peace as long as I keep my mind stayed on him. So having that understanding, um, you know, walking, touching and agreeing that there's an agreement there, because I think that we are trichotomous by nature, trichotomous or tripartite. Depends on what word you want to use. Some use trichotomous, some use tripartite. But what that simply means is there's body, there's soul, and there's spirit. And they're all compartmentalized in this. There's, there's three rooms in this one house, right? They're all com compartmentalized, body, soul, spirit. So to answer your question, I feel like it, 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 it becomes this thing like, when, when my body is in right relationship with God, I'm healthy. When my soul 
is in right relationship with God, I'm happy. But then when my spirit is in right relationship with God, I'm holy. So as you compartmentalize, you know, I, I, I'm healthy, happy, and holy. And then what else could you want? Because it all boils down to having that right relationship, being having that peace, having that oneness, and that stillness. So yeah, it's very important. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Now, can you tell us more about your book and t-shirt campaign? Yeah, yeah. Um, my book is, a, is all about, it's called Love at First Spirit. It comes with a book as well as a workbook. The workbook is a 21-day challenge. I wish I would have had, uh, had it here. <laughs> I should have showed it to you. Um, but it's a 21-day challenge where uh, I am challenge you, challenging you for 21 days. Why 21 days? As you well know, they say that it takes 21 days to break out of old behavioral patterns and develop new. So it's a 21 day challenge and every seven days I take you on a different challenge. So I take you through, first of all, the, what I call the prep challenge. I'm prepping you for the work to begin to work, to do the, to, to do the work. It's the prep challenge. And then we go from the prep challenge to the pep challenge. So I prepped you for it. Now I'm pep talking you through it because you're hearing my voice through the book you read, my, 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 my words are coming off the pages. It's starting to manifest. So not only have I prepped you, now I'm pepping you. And then the last seven days is the step challenge. So we go from the prep, the pep, to the step. The step challenge now is when you start walking it out. So in the first seven days, you're learning about lust at first sight. What is lust at first sight? And people always ask me, well, Reggie, what's the difference between love and lust? Real simple. Uh, lust says me, love says we. Embrace that. Real simple. You know, uh, love is inclusive. Lust is selfish. It's all about me, my wants, my needs at that moment, right? So we get that understanding of lust at first sight, the first seven days. The next seven days, we understand love at first sight, what that simply means, and, you know, how do we handle that? And then the last seven days, I take you through the ultimate, which is love at first spirit. Because love at first spirit is seeing through somebody to actually get to the spirit of the person. What's in them? You know, what spirit do they operate in? And how do we connect in another realm, which is this deeper conscious level of getting to the spiritual realm of us connecting in that realm? It has nothing to do with how much money a person has, it has nothing to do with what kind of car a person drives, where they work, their occupation, but having the fact that to know that, wow, our spirits have connected and since our spirits have connected, then there's nothing that we can't become or do because now two of us have become one. And I say so often to people, relationships will either make you or break you. The challenge is figuring out how do you align yourself with someone who resonates with your spirit? Amen. I love it. Reggie, thank you again so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I really appreciate you. Now, where can the audience find you? Sure. Um, my website is www.crogi.rogers, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, www.crogi.rogers.com. 
com. You can get my books there. My book is there as well. Um, and you asked me about the campaign, about T-shirts, a campaign. Yes. And we, I, I, there's a campaign that I'm running currently. I'll get to that very, very quickly. It's a campaign for women. Um, it's called One Man Woman. One Man Woman. And what that simply means is when you wear this as a when you wear this T-shirt as a woman, you're saying to the world that you are a one man woman. And one man woman is spelled W-O-N-M-A-N. So it's like you're winning. You have won. One man woman. And um, I have the hats, the matching hats with the T-shirts. You can find that if you go to www.onemanwoman.com. W-O-N-M-A-N woman. Dot com one man woman uh, dot com um, so my my objective there uh, Regeline is to empower one million women in this campaign letting the world know that they are one they are a one man woman and men if you're listening to me hey get it for your woman so that you you know people she can tell others hey I'm taken I'm a one man woman and women if you're single and you don't have a man, you can still get the t-shirt because you're telling a man who may be interested that you are a committed woman. When you find him, you are a one-man woman. So it works for you as well. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, of course, it's C. Reggie Rogers and Facebook, C. Reggie Rogers. I'm on 87.9 Heat FM every Wednesday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. My show is Reggie's Recess, Real Talk, Real Relationships on 87.9 Heat FM Charlotte. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Reggie at cregirogers.com. His podcast is Reggie's Recess. And also check him out at 87.9 Heat FM Charlotte. And his YouTube is C. Reggie Rogers. And Reggie, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. It's truly an honor. Hey, it's been amazing. Thank you so much, Regeline, and uh, hope to see you very, very soon. Matter of fact, I got you coming on my show. I can't wait. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> you have a blessed day, Reggie. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you.